welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Happy Saturday! Happy Saturday! Wow, y'all. Y'all see? We got some special guests in the building. We got some special guests in the building. Like ever since we started promoting, like, hey, our love story journey continues with the grants. Everybody's like, oh, like, 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 like. <laughs> they want all the deets, y'all. They want all the deets. We got we about to get in the business. So y'all know we've had the amazing Alfie Grant in the in the building, in the studio with us before. And it seems like honestly, throughout our love story series, the Ricks mentioned you. Me and me and Chris mentioned you. Um, the Moors, you're gonna hear from them. I'm sure they're gonna mention you. And this is our first time having you in the studio. So welcome, Sean. I'm so proud of you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Don't amazing? make me cry. Don't make me cry. So all right, but we'll go ahead and officially introduce Yay! them. I have the pleasure of introducing this wonderful couple, just in case you don't know who they are. So Alfie Grant and Sean Grant's story began with a brief passing encounter at Georgia Tech. Shout out to Georgia Tech. Um, no, that, what, what did you say? no one shouts at that. Oh, you're grateful. I'm grateful for the shout out. Yes. Um, God then orchestrated their meeting once again at Destiny Metropolitan Worship Church. Years later, they reconnected via Facebook, and in 2012, they sealed their bond in marriage, establishing a foundation built on faith and love. Together, they embraced the thrill of discovery, venturing to new destinations as a family, and weaving creativity into their shared experiences. With an unwavering commitment to honoring God in every endeavor, they cherish their roles as devoted spouses and dedicated dedicated parents to Miss Noah Grant. So shout out to Noah. Yes. Placing family above all else. Their journey is a testament to a transformative power of faith and the enduring strength found in Christ. So all right so we're gonna start out with what had happened was because y'all know we got some stories i'm sure y'all got some stories too though just about how our paths have crossed over the years yeah. so um we'll start with um our introduction to you and we'll take turns so i'll start with how i met both of you and then toy will share how she came to know both of you but i will say for me and it's funny because we just celebrated a milestone birthday for you sean um and actually met you before i met your lovely wife and um gosh i was thinking back and i was like man this cat was in college this was southern poly this was pre-tech pre-georgia tech 
And me and one of my friends from college, Amina Brown, shout out to Amina Brown Owen. Uh, we were in the Life Development Center at Destiny Metropolitan Worship Church, and we were talking about destinations. And we were like, gosh, this cat, he seems like really cool, you know? And I remember us walking you out to your car. You had the you had the old and faithful, I think it was it a Toyota? Yeah. The yeah. white Toyota. And what did you call it? Dirty Power. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a family legacy, right? Because then it passed on to your yeah, sister yep, yep, and your brother, maybe. Yep. But yes, okay. <laughs> so we walked you out to your car. And I remember looking in. I think you had the Jamaica flag in your car. But what stuck out to me most was the picture of your mom. You had the picture of your mom in your car. And I was like, wow. Like, to me, that was just a sign of, like, a good man, a good person. And so just to see you, like, literally grow not only as an artist, Artist, amazing artist, y'all, but as an amazing creative, you know, responsible for, of course, helping to build the Trackstars brand, but the Becoming Evil brand. That's why he like, I'm so proud of y'all, because we, we are offshoot of Trackstars, you know, but seeing you grow in that regard, and then, of course, seeing you grow as a family, you know, um, we were at a gathering at a bowling alley, and I was asking you how things were going on the dating scene, and you were like, I think I met somebody. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, he's like, yeah, I met this girl named Alfie or whatever. We talking. And I was like, okay, cool. And Alfie popped up and Alfie, I, I felt like we were never strangers. Alfie never. just, just <laughs> rolled in like, Hey girl, how you doing? And just got in my, in my world, in my life. I was like, oh my gosh. So I thank God for you. And just it's been amazing seeing y'all grow together and now with Noah. So that's, that's my brief. Try to keep a brief story about what had happened with us with the grants. And for me, <laughs> I can't I, talk about you. Oh, what? <laughs> we got some stories on that one. Oh, Go ahead. no. Okay. For me, you guys know my husband is Ryan. Yeah. Yes. So I met when I met Sean through track stars um ryan spoke so highly about sean my best friend and it's still shine, 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 shine. i call sean his second wife his work wife um, that's his work wife y'all like geez you talking with Sean. You talking with Sean about everything. Um, but you know, so it's okay. I'm not jealous or anything. You sure? I, I, <laughs> Just I did feel some type of way though at first. It was always Sean, 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 Sean. You know, what does Sean say? What does Sean think? What you know, that's fine, that's cool. But once I met Sean officially, I was like, oh wow, he's really smart. Um, and he's a great influence on Ryan. He speaks words of affirmation Amen. and encouragement in ways that I cannot like connect with Ryan when it comes to like mm -hmm. men speaking to other men. So I appreciate you Amen. Um, for being a support to Ryan and our family. And then of course I got connected with Alfie through Sean and I think over time, like after me and Ryan like sealed the deal in our marriage, then I started getting closer to Alfie um, and hanging out with our little friend group. Yeah, um, because it's like we're we're gonna be in this for life. You know? Girl, <laughs> I can be. Yeah, I know I can be a tough a tough pill to swallow at first <laughs> until you get to know me. Just so a hard I've heard 
over um, the mini interviews. Uh, I'll let you guys give your perspective of me. Thank you. Um, moment, but that's the way it happened. I love it. I love it. Okay. Who wants to start here? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so, you know, I was dating Sean and I heard about Toya, about this, this woman Toya, because Ryan had met her and he was very excited about her. Um, and so we went to an event to support track stars or FMG or something like that. And so I was sitting there and Toya walked in and I saw her and I was like, she's obviously beautiful. Um, and you sat down and, and I looked over and I was looking at you, but you kind of have this exterior of like, I don't want to say it looks like, you know, don't, don't play with me. Like, I don't know if that's what the words were, but that's how you came off initially. But now that I know you much better, you're very, very kind thoughtful sweet loving i mean just a wonderful person but yeah your initial yeah your initial like <laughs> countenance is a little like whoa but, but um everybody knows that you're great so yes we i'm do. very very thankful to have you um in my life and that's what i say about ryan when i met ryan first like his his warmth his kindness his his goodness just emanates like i was just Aww. so happy that he's friends with sean because you know like when you have you're dating somebody and you meet their friends like those are the people they're with when they're not with you and you're mm -hmm. kind of like who are these people so knowing that he's his best friend was a really huge comfort and a huge relief because like if this person's around him that's, that's a really good sign for me because we're still dating we're still figuring out but i do also remember that we were dating first and then y'all were going like really fast <laughs> And I was like, I think they were lapping people. I, th I think they were going to lap us. And he was like, yeah. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, are you okay with that? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so you guys did laugh us. So you guys got married in December and we got married the next year. So it all worked out though. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You said that I, I met you at a, a party, but I had known you before because you were a leader at Destiny. And mm -hmm. so I think I, I think because I've seen you for so long, I thought I knew you. And so I, I did approach you as if we were best friends. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it at all. But yeah, you're a great person. And I'm happy Aww. to know you. I feel very blessed to have you in my life. Like, you're so creative. And I just want to thank you again for the amazing job you did for his birthday party. You and Chris were our geniuses. Aww. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You're an amazing person too, Alfie. Sean chose well. He did. He did. So yeah, I met, I met Maya first at at Destiny, like she described. Um, and I'll just say about Maya, Maya's been a person that I've always gone to for wisdom. Aww. You are one of the wisest people I know. Mm. And the way I've seen you handle uh, events in your life have just given me encouragement. And just knowing <laughs> your husband, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> when he was going through his mm -hmm. thing, and I'm like, I'm like, obviously you're supposed to be, I, I thought it was obvious that he was supposed to be married to Maya. Um, <laughs> So, you know, just seeing how that kind of evolved into you guys coming mm -hmm. together as one and just how how powerful you guys are creatively. It was just, I saw all that. From oh, that wow. When he was tripping. So, uh, uh, <laughs> so to me, seeing this now is just, just perfect. It's so amazing. Um, so I just want to thank you for everything, like your your view on life and, and the wisdom you gave me is still helping me to this day. Wow. So I really appreciate you. Praise God. And thank you for being my husband's friend and, <laughs> and intervening. Y'all have heard about the intervention. Intervening when you, you know, felt God led to, you know, help Dawsonville be born. Thank you. Of so, course, of yeah. course. And then when Toya came around, I was like, 
just just listening to Ryan talk over and over again, it was like God like crafted you for him yes. specifically. Yes. It was amazing just seeing like how you were able to deal with him and handle him. <laughs> and, and you know, because Ryan is very particular about things and he likes you know, certain things. So like the fact that you were able to, to kind of jive with him and just just how much joy you brought him. Uh, he was so, you know, like, you know, singular focused on certain things. But then when you came into his life, he just transformed, like completely transformed. And he just became this loving husband, father person. Like he just brought it out of him. And so um, I appreciate you for who you are. You you are truly made for my friend. Like I, 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 I saw when you came into his life, like it was like all his prayers were answered. So um, thank you for being there. Thank you. Oh, so sweet. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, take us away, Toya. Yes. I was so, started. We all want to know how this love story started. <laughs> First, let's just, I know you guys met at Georgia Tech, um, but we want to kind of get the backstory of how you like really officially met outside of Facebook. Mm -hmm. How was it? Mm -hmm. It's still under dispute. So <laughs> Oh, sure. Oh, thank you. Um, so we did go to Georgia Tech together. He never, ever spoke to me at Georgia Tech. Oh, my. Um, no, Georgia Tech is, we're minorities there. So we mm -hmm. each other because we were minorities, but we didn't really have a conversation there. Um, he, you know, he worked at, at Destiny. He was doing Destination. So he says that he spoke to me then, but he was obviously <laughs> promoting Destination to everybody. So I wasn't special or anything like that. So... Um, I don't, I don't accept that as anything. But, um, so I don't, I don't think it really happened until 2010 when um, LeBron James, you know, came out and said he was taking his talent to South Beach, and I, I was very annoyed. And I just, I just put a little post on Facebook, and um, I got a lot of backlash. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I got phone calls. I got texts. I mean, people were angry with me. And like, when I say I got literally cussed out, like, I couldn't believe it over a post. Like, people, anyway, so the point is um, on the post, Sean didn't respond. He just, he politely asked me, what do you think? Because I didn't put any kind of commentary. I just posted it. And I said, thank you for asking. And I put my little thoughts. And then he responded. He disagreed with me, but he, he did it politely. And so I did get into the DMs and uh -oh. say, you know, I got to do And I said, <laughs> I said, thank you for being kind. And then I kind of started the whole conversation that led to a date. So in my eyes, I approached him. <laughs> yeah. Can I just Thoughts? ask real quick? Because I didn't know, first of all, are you a basketball fan like that? I do like basketball. Like, I I mean, you know, I have three brothers. Uh -huh. My dad played basketball in college. So basketball is part of me. Like, we used to go to games with the family. So okay. I didn't remember LeBron being a part of y'all's story. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, so were you for or against the Miami thing? I, I don't like LeBron. And I don't, oh. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're gonna bring it back. I was just curious. Go What's that, what now? You don't like LeBron. So you were upset about I was him. Just, going. You know, like, the whole thing just felt like a, a just, Dramatic. Okay. The, the, the decision. Got it. Okay. I was like, this is new for me. Okay, but go ahead, Sean. So yeah, so she claims I didn't do anything like all that. <laughs> all of those moments were like on purpose. You know, like I, I saw her walking, she was walking from my dorm 
and I said hi to her. And that's the, the chance passing. So that you know, I tried to connect with her. And then when I was promoting destinations, um when I was promoting destinations, like I went to go like on purpose say, Hey, I need you to come to destinations. Oh not like an accident. Okay. And then um <laughs> this is Sean we're talking about here though, but go ahead, go ahead. And then the Facebook thing was like that on purpose. Like I was like, you know, you know, what do you think? And that was a conversation started on purpose. Now, after I'm notorious for not knowing when people like me or thinking people like me. So I did have to talk to Ernest and Chris and Ryan and they mm -hmm. were trying to convince me. Mm -hmm. well, I think she does like you. So I did need some help there. But I was, yeah, I was doing stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And this is obviously why for the love story series, I was like, Toy, we got to interview our friends. Because like these are the people we do life with, but it's amazing to just hear how everybody's stories intersect and how everybody like kind of served as a support and encouragement for each other. I love this. I love yes. this. So how long did you two date before you proposed? Ten months. Wow. Oh. You all talking about me. Yeah. 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 I mean, but I'm just saying, y'all gave us a hard I'm just time. saying. Okay, so y'all yeah. made it for 10 months. Yes. And then we were engaged for another 10. <laughs> so almost two years. Compared to your six months, let me. <laughs> oh God, the shame, y'all. You tell we, we love each other. Y'all can tell, but I just want to ask because y'all know, especially in the ministry that we came up in, it was big, and we said this in previous stories. Like it's important to see your who you're dating over the span of a year, all four seasons. You know, seasons of the year, seasons of life, what have you. So ten months, about two months shy of a year. But it sounds like y'all were like, sure, like let's let's do this. So what made you? And maybe it's more so for you, Sean, where you were like. Like, all right, I'm not waiting no 12 months. We're doing it, we're doing it 10 months. Like, what for you was like, let's do it? I think for me is what everything that I've been praying for, and you know, you know, we went through this whole thing about you know making a list. Yeah, we used to be in the bookstore talking about you know, things that you wanted. Me and Jeremiah and Ryan used to be talking about that. And what I was really looking for was somebody who um loved God, that was that was set on pleasing God. Um, that was compassionate and kind and somebody that I felt like our families would would mesh and mm. get along. I never wanted any like strife between yeah. families or anything like that. So that was what I was looking for. And mm -hmm. then when I, you may want to tell that part, but I went to go visit her in Augusta um, and met her dad and her mom and just seeing how sweet and kind and um, loving her family was and uh, I connected with her dad on like photography and just all kinds of Love things, it. and it was just like, okay, yeah, this is what <laughs> you know. Like it was, it was just obvious at that point that that you know what God was asking me to be be patient for and wait for was somebody that he he had planned for me. And I remember back at Georgia Tech, and why that was so significant that I saw her was because right before that I was praying for my wife. Like mm. in advance, I was like, God, please. I hope she's okay. I don't know where. Like I'm looking out my window in what's Penfield? No, what's, what's East West? New York B, Sixth Street. It was West West something something. But I was looking out the window towards mm -hmm. those, the soccer field thing. Yeah. And I was like, 
God, wherever my wife is, I hope she's okay. And like she Aww. was like over there, you know. And I didn't know, you know, she was she used to be the resident assistant for that dorm. Um, I was like facilities. Facilities, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was facility. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So she 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 actually, <laughs> you know, but the point territory. is, she was responsible for the mm -hmm. building I was living in while I was praying for, her, and I didn't know she. Wow. Was, you know, the White House praying for was right there, so it was just. It was just, you know, all those things coming together and, and just realizing, like, this is who I was praying for. Look at God. I just want to add on that um, when he came to Augusta, um, so as I mentioned, I have three brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. I'm a big daddy girl. Um, my father, who I love dearly, I have tried to introduce him mm -hmm. to someone I've dated before, and he has literally ignored them, <laughs> acting like they didn't exist. Go ahead, daddy. He has just walk past them like they weren't standing there and so i i didn't know he was coming to Augusta at the time that he came and so I, it was, I was honestly very anxious about it because i just wanted that first introduction to be successful mm -hmm. and i wanted him to, to bond and um he took it upon himself to come to Augusta and walk up to my dad and have a conversation and my dad was like my dad was receptive like he seemed happy talking to him like they were having a great conversation and i was like what and like my mom, I love my mom, but she's not a hugger. Like yeah. she doesn't really do hugs. Um, not for people she doesn't know. And so when I saw him with her, he walked up to her and she literally was like, oh. she like, she like gave him a big hug. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what is happening right now? I couldn't understand it, but it's like they knew. It's like mm -hmm. big. And so I mean, of course, I already knew that I. And I, I don't know if we talked about this, but or we have, but. You know, I dated some frogs, mm -hmm. and um, when I met him, the first the first date, I was like, "This is it." Oh I mean, wow! I, I knew that. I mean, I felt like I didn't want to jump the gun. I, mm -hmm. and I remember asking the Lord, like, "Is he the one?" But now, so I was like, okay, "I'm sorry, I told you I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, mm -hmm. take this slowly." But um, yeah, I just I knew, like, when you have when you dealt with some bad ones for a while, you know, um, when someone is true, when someone is real, when someone really. Um, it's a good person. And he obviously loved the Lord. He obviously loved talking about the Lord. Um, he, our conversations about the Lord was just um, energizing. And that's not the wrong, that's the wrong word, but it's really was just like, I just felt very full after it. Like, I felt like um, I want to keep having conversations with you. So um, there was no doubt in my mind that, like, this is the person. Wow. Just, uh, this is this is the thing. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Now I remember the the proposal. Yes, me too. So I want you all or Sean to kind of tell the coming Eva audience about the proposal because it was beautiful. We'll start with Sean, then we'll go with Alex. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> so um um I was trying to figure out we had previously talked like, you know, do you feel ready for that kind of thing? Do you should I, you know, look for a ring? Like so I was kind of I already kind of knew she was open to it. Um but she didn't know anything about when or anything like that. So I started, you know, I, I went and got her a ring and and started planning like what I should do for it. And she she's always had a dream of starting um, like a some sort of she she was really into hotels. Like, okay. like she really loved the hotel industry mm -hmm. and she wanted to do something that was equivalent to like a homeless hotel because oh, she wow. she really has a heart for uh, the homeless. So mm -hmm. I made like a like a hotel paper mache type model thing mm -hmm. and um and i kind of like 
you know, made the top floor of it look like an apartment almost, wow. and then put the ring in there. Lord, some detail. And then I asked, and I asked you and my sister. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote a song, so mm -hmm. I went to. I was. I didn't have a piano at the time, so I went to Guitar Center and I like made a song. Mm -hmm. the guitar and then um, uh, I taught it to you guys, mm -hmm. and you guys. So basically, so okay. So I needed to figure out what kind of proposal does she want? Does she want to be us by ourselves? Mm -hmm. Does she want her family there? So I kind of picked her out a little bit. Um, I took her to one of our favorite restaurants that doesn't exist anymore. And I kind of did like a, like a tie my shoes situation. Oh gosh. <laughs> and, and she was, you know, the whole dinner, she was kind of looking around Aww. and I was like, okay, she wants her family to be here. Like she was looking for her family. So she was anticipating that. So I was like, okay, got her family she needs to be there. So I drove to Augusta and I sat down with her dad and her mom and kind of asked for their, for her hand in marriage. And I asked them, Hey, yeah. I think it was like a week or two before the proposal. And I, and I said, can you guys be there? For mm -hmm. All right, so, um, so I took her to another place while you guys set it up with candles and mm -hmm. stuff and brought her back to the house. And when she got back, it was my sister or you? you it was me because she was like, so you guys were at my house and started singing the song. And um, as she came up, there was like candles and everybody was standing around. And then um, the hotel was in front of her, sat her down there, and then I proposed. That's a beautiful, so. meticulous too. The friend that you faked her out weeks in advance. <laughs> to see. Need to know like what, uh, what was she expecting? That's amazing. Did you think when he was like, <laughs> trying to stall because y'all were sending me messages like you're not ready yet my car is like, I was stalling I see what you're doing but it's, it's not cool anymore. it's not cool anymore why with my emotions so but we got to the house and like I, I think I feel like he waited in the, in the garage for a little bit so I did feel like something was going on oh, okay. yeah I think we had to talk And actually, at you all's proposal, I think is when I officially met you. It was the infamous. Where were y'all in the six months? That's real. Where were y'all in that journey? Like, yeah, I was there. What month was the proposal? I want to say it was August because I want to say it was around my grandpa's month of birth. So. I, don't know. I think it was August. No, so, so we, we were in. Go ahead. We were in the planning for my wedding phase. <laughs> you were already engaged. We is the point we're trying to make here, which is the first time I met Latoya. It was like, oh, here's my fiance. That's the point we're trying to make here, y'all. Okay, well, go ahead. <laughs> I love it. I love it though. Okay, wow. So ten months after dating is when you all got engaged mm -hmm. and it was another 10 months before you got married. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about some steps that y'all were intentional about taking as you were preparing for marriage. Oh, we actually did three different premarital oh. um, counseling. I'm, I'm not really sure why all three, one of them we had to do because 
Um, I was in ministry, definitely ran ministry at Destiny. So I know we had to do mm-hmm. premarital through Destiny, which was good. Mm-hmm. But we we're still friends with some of the people that were in our class. The second one we did was through Buckhead Church. Okay. And we really, really like Buckhead Church. Teaching there is our so mm-hmm. so clear, so I mean so easy to, yeah. to grasp. So I, I I think we just chose to do that one. Mm-hmm. It was very thorough. And I think we said we liked that one maybe the most. Mm-hmm. And then we had to do a third one to the church where we got married. Oh, wow. They required it. Yeah. Okay. And they were all good in different ways. Like mm-hmm. the one that was required by the church actually got us to talk about certain things that we didn't talk about at the other ones. So mm. I think they're all yeah. necessary. That's yeah. good. Y'all, three different pre-marital counseling sessions. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Any other steps to preparation for marriage or primarily just counseling? We had a lot of conversations with mm-hmm. family, um, mm. getting advice. And, um, we, we, and- we met with um, Ryan's uh, sister and, and brother-in-law, Edwin yeah, and Randy. I love it. So we, we had like meetings with certain couples just to give us advice. Yeah. So, That's yeah. awesome. I love that advice for people. Good yeah. stuff. You have anything else on how it started before we go into how it's going? Let's transition into how it's yeah. going. Okay, so we know all of the honeymoon phase <laughs> and the butterflies <laughs> of like the the beautiful wedding and then then the marriage yes. after all of it gets that. real in them <laughs> it gets real mm-hmm. it gets real life happens first let's start off with how did life change for you all after you got married um well you know we didn't live together before right so mm-hmm. we had to move in together and just kind of get used to being around each other all the time um and you know we started went on trips we, we started like mm-hmm. going places um so it was really it was really just kind of like exploring stuff you know getting used to each other exploring stuff um kind of learning how to you know deal with ups and downs in the marriage in the first year but it was uh, nothing notable yeah i thought it was pretty it was the life i, I hoped for when as an adult mm, like in beautiful we, were, we started to um plan annual trips like our fourth mm-hmm. anniversary for going out of town but like i really liked that like our, our honeymoon was in Costa Rica. i think our first year we went to cancun and then we went to italy um so being able to like um see the world mm-hmm. see, like other places god created that we don't see from you know from the u.s it was really really cool and, um yeah i really i really enjoyed um that part of our marriage i love it i love it that's beautiful so we so we know life can bring about some challenges. Um, what what would you all say is your greatest challenge, or what was your greatest challenge, or is your greatest challenge um, since being married? Um. So I. So I'm sorry. Um. After about two and a half years, we decided. You know. Let's let's try to have a family, mm-hmm. and so I would say around December of twenty fourteen, we started trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and I really thought it was going to be just kind of a easy thing. Yeah, um, I am I one of five. I'm the last of five children. My mom never <clears throat> had any <clears throat> sorry had any issues with with getting pregnant or mm-hmm. staying pregnant. So I just kind of thought this, you know. We're just gonna get pregnant and have a kid. Yeah. Um, so we started trying in December, January, I got pregnant. 
But then on, um, <clears throat> sorry, February 14th of 2015, oh, wow. I, we were at the studio mm-hmm. and I started feeling really bad. Like, and I, it was like a bad that I hadn't felt before. And I was like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do remember going home and I started to miscarry. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was very, um, I, I can't describe it. It was just, you know, very just sad of course but very just traumatic because like you're you, you can feel the child leaving you mm-hmm. and I just remember um, I just begged so much Lord I was like please are you just begging yeah. and arguing, like, please just you know let this child live um, but unfortunately um, the child did not and mm-hmm. again, it was just a very very hard thing but we you know we went to our we went to our um, obstetrician we told him about of course they were kind of like, oh, that's normal. Mm. That happens a lot. Oh, I'll just try again. And so we did try again. Um, and we got pregnant again. And, and then we were pregnant in June. And then around our anniversary, I miscarried again. Mm. And I remember just thinking, like, <clears throat> this is really hard. Yeah. Like, you know, it's really, um, it's just really, you know, you, I don't know how to say it. It's just, <clears throat> you just hope for this baby to, to be able to meet this baby. Yeah. And, um, yeah, feeling that child leaving your body is is just really hard. It's like the closest thing to death because you're that baby's here and mm-hmm. they're not. And you're looking at these ultrasounds and there's no heartbeat. Um, and it's just very um, confusing. It's very depressing. It's very like it makes you very doubtful. Mm-hmm. I started to really feel like the Lord made me look upset with me mm-hmm. or angry with me or punishing me for decisions I made in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt a very, um, I just felt very confused and angry, to be honest. Um, we did try again in the, the next year in 2016, and I had a, had a third miscarriage. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was like, okay, yeah, we gotta stop because I don't, I don't know what's happening, and um, I don't know. I was just like. I, I just felt like the Lord was just angry with me and just didn't want us to, to have a child again. Um, so I don't, I don't know if I can felt in that time, but where we, because, yeah, where we were that time. Um, I think uh, that's, I think that's when, you know, started getting stressful just, you know, from us because um, I didn't know how to fix it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I was trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. I'm also a lot more public than she is. Mm-hmm. So like it was it was hard because I, I get stuff out by writing about it, mm-hmm. doing spoken word about it. Mm-hmm. And then she, you know, I'm very proud of her because it was the first time I talked about this ever. And I, so during that time, not I didn't want to, you know, bring any attention to what she was mm-hmm. going through because she didn't want to be vocal about it. So I felt like you know, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. So after the third one, I asked her permission to at least kind of like code it, right about mm-hmm. it, like right mm-hmm. about it in a way. And that's when I wrote the uh, yeah. abandoned song. Yeah. So it was just me kind of getting out my the struggles I was having um, without it being obvious what I was talking about. So, um, so that was hard. I think that's when it started getting hard between us, just because you know things things were getting. We were happy. Because mm-hmm. it was hard to be happy because they were always yeah. afraid. I was always afraid that someone's gonna happen again. I, I I felt like I was dealing with it, but I didn't realize until I wrote the song that I wasn't doing mm-hmm. so well. Um and um yeah, so I think that's what caused some some that's when we started having like 
issues, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really difficult. First of all, thank you both. I'm proud of you both because I, I know you are more of the public person as far as like your artistry, but still personally, you're a very private person as well, Sean. And I know you process a lot of things inwardly and internally. And so I'm thinking back to these years, you know, 2014, 2015, 2016, and they're here, y'all, in the studio, engaging with us, being around everybody. And really, we had no idea that, I, well, I'll say I had no idea they were going through all of this until much later down the line. And so, like, the process of that journey as far as, like, you're, you're going through this individually, but then also within your marriage. And then like you were saying, the strain that is starting to cause on your marriage as well. So can you talk a little bit about um, the steps that you all took to help process the trauma, the grief that you were experiencing um, personally, but then also what was kind of the turning point in your marriage? Um, well, I would say in 2017, I'm sorry, in 2017 was our, we did our, our five year anniversary trip mm -hmm. and he planned this trip to Paris, which on paper sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but I was angry and I was mm -hmm. in a really bad place. Mm -hmm. And so we were literally in Paris and I'm like, why are we here? There's uh, a picture of that. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, why are we here? What are we doing? What are we celebrating? I mean, we are in a really bad season right now. Yeah. We're in a dope season. Like, this is mm. bad. Like, we don't know when this is going to stop or if it's going to stop. We don't know, um, you know, what our next step is. We had, we had seen doctors. We had we had gone to Chicago. I mean, we had done a lot of research. We had no answers, mm. except for, you know, we've gone to endocrinologists, but they were offering solutions that we were not um, ready to take. Mm -hmm. And so the point is, we were just in a state of, like, we don't know what to do. And so I remember... We were in Paris. I think, have we gone to Nice yet? I don't know, but I just remember just having a breakdown where I was like, I don't even know why we're here. Like, I really, mm -hmm. I'm really unhappy and I don't know why we're um, wasting money on this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here pretty much. And I, you know, I was very sad about the miscarriages and I expressed this to him and he listened to me. He heard me. And I, I do want to say one thing about him is he was very strong for me. And I realized he was being strong for me, but I wanted I wanted him to cry, and he, mm -hmm. I hadn't seen him cry, and then I that really bothered me. I wanted him to be just like me, but you, I mean, we can't yeah. have two of us um, just you know not functioning. But yeah, but, so anyway, the point is, I did tell him how I really really felt, and he did something for me that I thought, or for us really, that I thought was helpful in processing. And I would like for you to describe what you decided to do. Um, so. We went down to Nice, and Nice has this, um, like, their ocean isn't, like, sand. It's, like, um, stones. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. Stones, like, this big all over the beach. Right? Wow. And the beach is called the Bay of Angels. Mm. Right? So I took her to the beach, and then I asked her to find three stones, three smooth stones. Oh, that cry. And wow. um, so I told her that we're going to pick three stones to represent the children that we lost. We're gonna have a funeral for him because her her thing was Ooh. there's some some people who deal with this by saying they never existed you know they you know they were never really people right but she she clearly did not feel that way she felt like these were her children that died right and because the way kind of the world is set up when that happens they're just discarded you know um that it's almost like that didn't ever, never happen. 
And I wanted her to experience, you know, just being able to say goodbye, like a real funeral. So we found those three stones and we cast them into the, the Bay of Angels. And and I think that's the first time I realized how much I was I was hurting from it. So um, I think that was a, a moment where she finally saw how I really felt because I was trying to be, you know, mm-hmm. tough. and I think it was a time for us to like pay honor to like <clears throat> There were like our kids, you know. Mm-hmm. In our mind, we had four kids. Yeah. Um. So, so that was that was I think important. I really i i need i needed them to be acknowledged. I need them to be honored and say that they were here mm-hmm. and that they are God's children and we're coming mm-hmm. back. But I think I will say that moment was I think the first moment where I was able to realize that like. I'm not in control. He's in control. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. Regardless of what happens, it's going to be okay. And it's okay to, to have joy. Even though in the midst of all this, this is really bad. It's okay for you to smile. It's okay for you to recognize his beauty in other ways. And I think that, yeah, there's a picture of us on the beach and I'm smiling. And that I think that probably was the first time I smiled that whole trip because it was just that that was really important to me. And I was just very thankful for that moment of um, being able to sit with God and say thank you for the, the time we did have with these three children. So, yeah. I'm trying not to cry. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And y'all, I'm telling you, we're getting this real time too. Some of these stories I have not heard before. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just beautiful to learn more and gain more insight about the people that you do life with. But y'all like this is rich. I hope you are taking notes, um, especially if you've been in um, a similar situation, you know, I feel like miscarriage is one of those things that um, women or people that are married don't talk about, infertility, those are things that can be deemed as shameful. And so, um, again, I commend you all for sharing your story because I know it's helping someone. It's helping me. I know it's helping someone. And so, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for so much for um, sharing and being so transparent and mm-hmm. authentic um, today. I do want to um, ask because I know at the time, like me and Ryan, we were, you know, conceiving and getting pregnant. Like when you're going through miscarriages and struggling, like how do you deal with those emotions when you're seeing like mm-hmm. other people? like get pregnant and have children because that had to have been kind of well i mean i think i mean well thankfully for me i think i was able to i was very happy for you all but there was never like a i can't believe you know it was more so just like what's wrong with my body Mm. but very very excited for all your beautiful children especially by the because that's our goddaughter but (laughs) um no very excited me my my, y'all were having children my friend janica was having children um Mm. But I do think that's part of it. You're, you're right in that you're seeing a lot of people having mm-hmm. kids. And you're, you're starting to say, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with my silly body? That's not, it's not functioning mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to. Like, you're, we're made to have children. Like, why isn't my body doing mm-hmm. that thing? But um, I'm, I am thankful that I was able to be happy for other people. Yeah. But I, I will say, yes, there is an, internally you start to really just yeah. down yourself and, and say, like, you know, what's wrong with you? <sighs> Would you say that that experience in Nice was the turning point for you all's marriage as well? Or was the, were there other turning points or another turning point that you would attribute to like really helping y'all get on the same page? I would say it was. What would you say? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's been other ones that have come more recently too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was, I think it was important 
I'm glad God gave me the idea because mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't know she needed that. I, I was more so doing it because I know I needed to do it too. So mm-hmm. I'm glad it, it helped. Beautiful. <clears throat> so God um, blessed you yes. with Noah. So can you share a little bit about that journey of bringing forth a child into the world? Yeah, so that happened in 2017. 2018, the very beginning of the year, we had a marriage retreat um, with with the Moors, mm-hmm. Dawsonville, the Ricks. Mm-hmm. And again, I, so I mean, I am private, but with people that yeah. I love and know, I talk. And yeah. so I remember being in that retreat, crying with y'all again. Yeah. Like, I, was yeah, we and and I, was the, yeah. I was in the bathroom, I was in the living room, I was ever crying again, but because we, we still didn't know at that point that we were mm-hmm. going to be pregnant. And so you guys, you guys prayed for me, sorry, mm-hmm. prayed for me. I remember specifically Chris praying. Yeah. I remember specifically giving me a hug afterwards. That really meant a lot to me. Um, so that happened in January. Um, and then by May, we were, we were pregnant. Um, and I, I do remember us talking before we got pregnant. Cause I was thinking like, I really just was scared to try again. Mm. So I was like, I really can't. Yeah. I can't go through another miscarriage. I remember asking you, will you be with me if we have mm-hmm. to go to this again? And you said yes. Um, yeah, so we, we got pregnant in May, which was amazing. Like, it was very, you know, it was just a very normal thing. Like, we got pregnant, and um, we were very excited, but also very kind of cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. because of the past. Um, I'm kind of scared to tell people. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a little bit of a scare in June. We went to um, New Orleans for Essence Fest. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I started spotting. Okay. And historically, spotting to me, mm-hmm. or to us, indicates miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I remember us calling our gynecologist and our obstetrician and telling her, and she was kind of like, once this, once that process starts, we can't stop it. Yeah. She was like, I don't know if you're miscarrying, but also if it is, mm-hmm. you cannot do anything to stop it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but I also remember, um, even though we were sad, we just, we prayed about it, mm-hmm. and we, but we still enjoyed the rest of the trip. Amen. We went to a basketball game, had a great time. Yeah. We a celebrity basketball game. We really just Master P and his family. <laughs> but it's fine. It was really fun. <laughs> Shout out to Master P. You, you a celebrity too, bro. You a celebrity too, bro. He's a lot of kids. <laughs> but um, it, was, it, was, it was fun though. We had a really good time. We really we genuinely enjoyed ourselves. We came back home. We went to see the doctor to check on the baby, mm-hmm. and we prayed before we walked in. Um, you know that his will be done, and um, the per- like the tech kind of did the whole mm-hmm. sound thing, and she was like, "Her heart is right here." <laughs> like, she was kind of like, she was kinda like, "What y'all worried about?" But yeah, like, like, she doesn't know the history, but yeah, um, yeah, we, we were just very excited that she was fine, and um, yeah, it was it was a great pregnancy. That's probably the best I've felt in a while. Um, we had one more scare at 25 weeks. Um, I had to stay the night over, but um, February 11, 2019, Noah Gianna Grant was born, and Gianna um, was, is an offshoot of his name, but you can tell them what it means. So, yeah. Um, so, Sean, John, Giannis, uh-huh. like they're all the same name. Okay. Like the same group, so, it was kind of like a junior. Uh-huh. <laughs> looked just like me. So yeah, she um, does, y'all. She looked like him on the ultrasound, y'all. <laughs> I didn't believe her. She said that, and I was like, "How do you? Can, how do you tell from an ultrasound?" She's spot on, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it was kind of like an homage to that, and we had Noah kind of in our minds, um, um, just for a lot of reasons. But she found a verse. Um, what was it? Numbers. Numbers. Twenty-seven. Um, the seven daughters of 
can't remember the guy's name now, but he um Zeppelin. he died without having a son. Mm-hmm. So he um didn't have anybody to give his inheritance mm-hmm. to. So the daughters petitioned Moses to say, Can we have his inheritance? Mm-hmm. That's never been done before. Yeah. And he granted it. So she Noah NOA in the Bible, some verse some versions have her as NOAH too, but mm-hmm. the one we saw said NOA. She was one of the first women to inherit their father's legacy. So we didn't know, we we, we were pretty sure this was gonna be our only child. So it was kind of in our mind, like Noah would inherit um, my legacy as well. So it was all, it was a bunch of reasons for that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, unique too. I love it, I love it. So we know, um, like I said, life can be challenging in Mm -hmm. marriage marriage brings about challenges and you don't know what the future lies ahead of you and what kind of challenges life will bring but i do want you all to share some joys like Mm -hmm. what is something that you enjoy most about being married um i really like being able to plan with you and i know that sounds very not exciting but like when we come together and we have a we plan something it is really exciting like we we really take pride in doing the research and thinking through it and, and making sure we dot every I and cross every T. But like we, it really is. Um, I really enjoy planning with you and creating with you. It's a, it's um, it's always an adventure. I would say so. That's that's something I really cherish about um, life with you. Yeah, I think for me is whenever I see her, um, she's really really creative, right? So whenever I see her get a chance to be creative. Um, she she always surprises me um, how creative she is. So any like that's why the planning is I think fun because she really gets like into it. You know she's really like she 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 comes up with concepts that I wouldn't have thought of and and just me loving creativity so much mm-hmm. that really you know um, excites me. You know so um, yeah planning things uh, planning events planning even trips like it's always it was it's always nice to see how like creative you are and um that's 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 what makes me happy i love that i love that oh y'all do you have any um i first of all i i've just enjoyed like even just hearing the stories but i've seen the evolution in hearing the stories if that makes sense about how even like with your pregnancy with noah how you went from a place of fear to a place of faith before she was even here physically, you know what I mean? Before you were even able to fully bring her to term, how you were just at a place of God, your will be done. Like that's huge, you know? Um, But any um, words of wisdom or advice you would give, I want to say specifically to parents or um, uh, families, couples, marriages that may be struggling with infertility, have um, experienced multiple miscarriages, um, and just may be in the thick of it even right now. Any words of wisdom that you would give or advice to them? Um, I think the one thing that helped us and me through a lot of it was actually something I learned from you. Oh, wow. Um, It was something you said, I can't remember what was going on, but you said that you, you should be able to imagine it working out and then not working out and say, God, whichever one it is, I trust you. And that's that's really kind of what kind of helped me through those moments of being able to, like whenever she would ask me, like, oh, what, if, what if this happens and what if that happens? And it's like, all I do is I just, when, and I'm, when I'm just by myself or in the shower or whatever, I just say over and over again, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. 
and I say it until it's true because mm -hmm. it's not true when I start, you know, and, but it's like, I have to convince myself that I trust God, even if it turns out bad. Mm. And I think that's kind of what you have to get to the point of is that even if you don't get what you want, he's still God, you know, Amen. even if it, even if we never would have had a child, he's still God. Mm -hmm. And just getting to the point where you feel peace about whatever happens, because no matter what, what twists and turns we experience on this life, we know the actual end of the story is eternity with Christ in heaven. So whatever mountains and valleys you have here, none of that even compares to how big of a mountain we're going to have with him yeah. at the end, right? So if you're, if you are truly okay with that, then you can get through the ups mm -hmm. and downs because if that's your, your ultimate goal, you know, for a fact, that's true. Mm -hmm. So these these doubts and unknowns Ooh. on the way is, is, is nothing, you know. Wow. Thank you for using my words to minister. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Alfie. Uh, I'll give more of just the practical stuff. Like I will say we went to an endocrinologist. She helped identify what they believe was the core issue of mm. my miscarriages. I will say also, though, if you're going to go to an endocrinologist or any other doctor, they may say things to you that are not going to give you hope. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you stats that are going to yeah. think that it's not possible. So if you can if you can weave through that, weave through that, and just use that to know what to pray for and realize and, and believe and know that God has the answer in the end, mm -hmm. I think that's really important. Um, I do think it's really important to have community. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, having all of you around us praying for us, being able to rely on you guys, um, my folks back home, um, the Lewises, the Lums, all of them, um, being able to love on them and be honest with them, because um, I am private, but for the people that, I, mm -hmm. that I'm that i not private with, I'm very, very open. Mm -hmm. So um, being able to have friends and family and a church community, and that's another thing. We, when we got married, we unfortunately um, had to leave our church. Mm -hmm. And so we were without a church for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so to, around, I was trying to check this book to figure out exactly when, but somewhere in 2017 is when we joined the church that we now are a part of. Amen. And they, that, that was a big part of it for me yeah. because we are a, we were able to actually go to our pastor and our first lady and say, we are having this challenge. And they loved on us. They prayed for us. But my pastor, Pastor Bell, actually challenged me and said, okay, but where is your faith? Mm. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, where is your faith? He's like, you need to think about your, like how much faith you really have in the Lord. In this situation. Mm. Do you really believe that you can do this? Yeah. And that was, that was a real question. Like, and it was a good question. So I do think, yeah, family, friends, and the church are vital for getting yeah. through these, these hard times. Even, even if it's not miscarriage, there's other challenges that you could that mm -hmm. you'll need that love and on the marriage side um uh seeking counsel was really big for us like mm. um we tried marriage counseling earlier on in our marriage and it was terrible so we <laughs> kind of gave up on that okay so a lot of the things that we would always come back and argue about and fuss mm -hmm. about and this and that we were kind of on our own but Going to our pastor and his wife, mm -hmm. they helped us through a lot of things. But then she actually found a, um, a counselor that um, brought us into like a, it's her personal counselor. I was going to say, we heard you kind of swooped in, Shauna. Well, I, it wasn't my first. <laughs> I told her beforehand, I was like, don't do that. I was like, you need to 
do not turn on me. Don't turn on me. Don't turn on me. She was like, I just love you, Sean. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I think her kind of being able, she already knew Alfie, and then yeah. hearing um, my side of the story, she was able to kind of challenge each of us. <clears throat> and that that really helped us with, you know, a few of the things that we were stuck on um, yeah. for a long time. So seeking a counselor, a therapist that that is, first of all, you trust that they love God. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be perfect, but they, they love God um, to kind of walk you through, um, be able to love both of you and say, okay, I'm seeing that this is really the problem you're having. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to be right or wrong. It's just, this is where you're stuck and trying to fix that. Yeah. Is, is yeah. That helped us a lot. Beautiful. Whew, y'all, you see, we could go on and on, but y'all have any closing, um, either words of wisdom or um, resources that you want to shout out before we close out? Um, well, this isn't specific to miscarriages, but I have been, I just started uh, reading Tony Evans' commentary, his Bible commentary. Yes. And I needed that. Like, I needed that. Like, he's, the way he lays things out in the landscape and how to really, how to really, like, how to, to think about the Bible when you're reading it has been really um, helpful for me. Um, I am a big podcast person. I also want to shout out. Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage. Okay. Their, um, marriage, I think it's Marriage Be Hard mm-hmm. um, podcast. Really great sessions they have on um, online there. So if you um, have a moment, I would check those out. Um, I think that's those are mine too. Yeah, I mean, people gave us like books and things that mm-hmm. we. Um, there was one. What was the one where it's like you had one and I had one? I can't remember the name of it, but it was like one was focused on this is how men think, and then. Oh yeah. One was is like, it every woman's battle or every man's battle or what? If not? Okay. Are you talking about the one the therapist wants to get or a different yeah, one? Yeah, what was it? I see it in my head. I see it too. It's um, like a different you could, yeah, I was going to say either put it in the chat or let us know and we'll put it in the chat when it comes up. Okay. All right. So we have a lightning round of who's who before we close out. So three questions, three questions, and you got to go with the first answer that pops in your mind, whether it's you or your spouse. All right. You want to kick us off, Toya? Yes. Who said I love you first? Point. Oh, I mean, you got. Are you pointing, Sean? You got a point too. Yeah, I, remember I said lightning fast. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. Uh oh. Oh, I love it. So both of y'all were both of them are pointing you. to themselves. That's beautiful. What, what is your memory on that? Oh Lord, <laughs> we don't have time to deliberate here, y'all. We have to do that offline. So if you're not, if you're listening to this. Alfie said she thinks it's her, and Sean says she thinks it's him. Okay, question number two. Question number two. Who apologizes first? Me. You are missing the point of the shot. Like, you gotta answer quickly. I'm just shocked. I'm just like, Sean is looking dumbfounded on his face. So both of y'all still disagree. I feel like I apologize first. And Sean's like, no, I apologize first. Okay, I'm gonna do something light. I'm gonna do something light, okay? Who's the worst driver? No, me. <laughs> okay, oh, at least I agree. Sean was he was slick with it though. He was like, I'm not gonna put my wife on blast. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna point from the side. Okay, last, last question here. Who is who's good cop when it comes to Noah? Who's good cop? Who's good cop? It's meaning like who's the soft one? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's your clones. I don't know. You might be a little partial. All right. So we're going to close out, y'all. But it's been amazing. If you haven't already, get your merch. Yes. Check us out. Mugs, water bottles, jackets, shoes. Yes. Coats. 
all of the things for coming even today. And as always, make sure you subscribe to our Facebook, yeah. follow us on Instagram, Twitter mm -hmm. at Becoming Eva Today, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See, see you next time. time.